0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, February 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Tech companies had a difficult quarter despite strong demand, and central banks raised rates this week. Markets acted like that was dovish.
1: The big money managers that I speak to are like, I do not understand why everyone is so excited.
0: The FT's Katie Martin was baffled too. Plus, we'll preview the latest U.S. jobs numbers. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Three big tech companies reported earnings yesterday Apple, Alphabet, and Amazon, and things did not look pretty for them for the fourth quarter of 2022. We will start with Apple, which snapped a streak of 14 straight quarters of revenue growth. The FT's West Coast editor Richard Waters explains what happened.
2: Primarily because its supply chains, you know, were struggling. Um, in China, the effects of the COVID lockdowns really held back its its manufacturing. And so despite the very strong demand, we had a weak quarter from Apple. And that is very much what we've seen reflected in the other companies. For various reasons across all their markets, it's quite a weak quarter.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some of those reasons. What happened with Amazon and with Google's parent company, Alphabet.
2: Digital advertising growth has slowed down tremendously. The other thing, and this this definitely is an Amazon story as well as a Google story and a Microsoft story, is the cloud computing market, which has been one of the huge growth levers for the entire tech sector, is actually slowing much faster than anybody thought at this stage. And it's, it's reflecting this rapid deceleration in... A really hot market. And the reason for that is that customers just don't want to spend as much. They're saying, look, our IT bills are going through the roof as we buy more of these cloud computing services. Let's just put the brakes on for now. Let's let's just focus on what we're doing and try and cut the cost of all of that. And so it's suddenly leading to this big slowdown. And Amazon Web Services being the biggest of all is the one that's been hit the hardest.
0: Richard, if there's one common thread from all of these big tech earnings that we've seen, what would it be?
2: Well, I would say two things. I would say on the revenue line, uh, we've seen this softening. And the question I think everybody's asking is, are we at at the bottom for the tech sector? Uh, Is it going to rebound from here? And is so how strongly? And I think there's been some optimistic noise. Is Apple, for instance, uh, Tim Cook said, you know, there's production problems are behind us in China. iPhone demand is... It's still very strong and we think we're going to bounce back. And uh, so I think there's some optimism here. On the cost side, on the other hand, we've yet to see because uh, job cutting is only just starting. Um, There's very much a feeling, I think, across Wall Street that this is just the beginning that companies like Alphabet, Google's parent in particular are only just trimming at the edges and maybe Microsoft is. And if things turn down, we might have to see a lot more.
0: Richard Waters is the FT's West Coast editor. He covers all things tech. Central bankers were busy this week. The Federal Reserve raised its benchmark interest rate 25 basis points. The European Central Bank followed with a 50 basis point increase yesterday, and the Bank of England also bumped up its key rate by 50 basis points. But even with all this hawkishness, stocks and bonds soared. The FT's Katie Martin says financial markets may have a case of selective hearing. She joins me now to talk more about it. Hey, Katie.
1: Hey, Mark. How are you doing?
0: So central bankers announce their rate decision and then they make some comments about what's to come later in the year. What did the central bankers say and what do you make of the market reaction?
1: So the, the Fed, the biggest of the bunch, it said effectively, look, we've got more to do we have not slain this inflation monster yet. We've got more to do. All things being equal, that's hawkish. That's bad for stocks. But actually, what else the Fed chair, Jay Powell, said was, but we do have disinflation here now. You know, the inflation rate is coming down. And he was given ample opportunity to push back at what's been happening in markets for the past few months, which is just stocks rising and rising for no readily apparent reason. He he was given every opportunity to say, you know, the market's got a bit ahead of itself here, but he, but he didn't. And so the market has taken that as a sign that, huh, maybe the Fed's almost done here. Maybe, you know, all these horrible rate rises that have been blasting into our portfolio, maybe they are not over, but on their way to being over. Um, and it was kind of, you know, it was similar in a way with the other central banks so that the Bank of England kind of, Suggested after you know 10 rate rises in a row that maybe rates may have peaked. Last one, European Central Bank, a bit more aggressive than the others, it's done less uh, tightening than the other big central banks so far, but said it would stay the course. So the indication is that they're going to keep on raising rates um, over in Frankfurt. But the, the market has just heard the bits that it wants to hear.
0: Yeah, I I guess that that is the confusing part for me when it comes to the, the market reaction, is that they're acting as though these moves are dovish, but it's not dovish. It's just less hawkish. It's like baby hawk. You know, it's like a little. It's like a little baby hawk.
1: Well, that's exactly what um, an investor from Newberger Berman, an investment firm, was was saying in a note, which is central banks have moved from being hawkish to neutral, and the market has said. Neutral shmutral and gone straight to dovish. Like, it's fine, guys. You know, the, these rate rises are over. You know, inflation is, is on its way to being defeated. Let's get back to the good old days, which was central banks raise rates for a while. Then the economy slows down. Then they cut rates for a while.
0: But, the, but these central banks have given no indication. In fact, Jay Powell earlier this week basically said that there's no way they're cutting rates this year.
1: This is the big dilemma in markets now. You know, the, the big money managers that I speak to are like, I do not understand why everyone is so excited. We've had inflation come off the boil a little bit. But A, we don't understand inflation as well as we thought we did. There's every possibility this kicks higher. B, there are new inflationary factors that are coming on on board. So the reopening of China, mm-hmm. fantastic news for a number of reasons. But think about all the commodities they're going to be consuming over in China with the reopening Could this be, you know, could this inject a bit more inflation into the global system? And if you do believe that central banks are going to start cutting interest rates again towards the end of this year, which a lot of people do believe, rightly or wrongly, that the only reason they would do that would be if there was a big recession coming. And if there's a recession coming, why are stocks moving higher?
0: So Katie, markets aside, what are central bankers trying to achieve right now?
1: So that, the thing to really remember here is that central bankers are people too. You know, they, they do not want to be the cohort of policymakers that let inflation run riot in a way that, that became impossible to control for, for decades to come from here. They also don't want to be the central bankers that raised interest rates so high that they tipped the world into a global recession. They don't want to do too much. They don't want to do too little. We're at a very, very delicate juncture now. Like we were saying, the market has taken the most favourable possible interpretation and run with it. Will that turn out to be right? You know, maybe. But if it's not, then it will collide with reality fairly forcefully at some point over the next few weeks or months.
0: Katie Martin is the FT's Markets Editor. Thanks, Katie. Pleasure. All that hawkish behavior from the Fed may have dampened the hot U.S. jobs market last month. Analysts expect the latest report out today to show that job growth slowed in January. It would mark the sixth straight month of slowed growth. The unemployment rate is expected to have inched up to 3.6%. That would be just shy of its pre-pandemic low. Before we go, you know that listener survey we've been running? We've gotten more than a thousand responses. So, first of all, thank you. We love your feedback. But keep it coming. If you haven't done it yet, go to ft.com slash briefing survey. Again, that's ft.com slash briefing survey. As always, we'll have that link in the show notes. Oh, and by the way, filling out that survey means you'll automatically be entered to win a pair of Bose QuietComfort earbuds. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Sonia Hudson, Fiona Simon, and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from David DeSilva, Michael Lello, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio. And our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.